Okay, ringing in Dr. Artist. Let's let's see if uh, I'm trying to reach him via Skype. But uh, may have to bring him in uh, via phone. He's okay. Let's bring uh, let's bring Doctor Artisan via phone. Oh, via phone because it looks like the Skype is not working. So here we go. Um, Doctor Brian Artis. Uh, we're gonna bring him in via phone. This is Discussions of Truth with Ian Trottier. Here we go. Dr. Artis. Okay. Hi, this is Dr. Artis. Yes, Brian, Dr. Artis. Hi, Ian Trottier, Discussions of Truth. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Sorry, this guy wasn't working. No, that's fine. That's uh, not a problem. Uh, and, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time here. Um, welcome to uh, Discuss Your Truth. And um, uh, for listeners that uh, may not be familiar with your work, uh, would you please um, make an introduction to yourself and let, uh, let people know exactly what you're doing here? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, my name is Dr. Brian Artis. I'm excited to be on your show. I actually have my own podcast show called The Dr. Artis Show that can be found on uh, YouTube. It can be found at vocalnow.com. V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. I'm also the CEO of my own company with my wife, ArdisLabs.com. My last name is spelled A-R-D-I-S-L-A-B-S.com. I spend the majority of my life educating and inspiring people on how to improve their health, uh, healing the body from using natural plants, herbs, minerals, vitamins, homeopathics. The body's incredible at its ability to heal, and I love educating people and creating products to actually help them achieve their health goals. Fantastic. Uh, I um, uh, I can't think. Of, I can't think of the, the name of the rock. You're talking about uh, some of these alternative medicines. Someone just gave me a uh, shungite. Might be the name of it. It's a. It's. I think it's a found of. Uh, the name comes from a Russian village. Uh, anyway, it's supposed to help with uh, radio uh, radio waves emitted from uh, cell phones. That's that's a, that type of thing. It was just given to me uh, from a friend. Uh, last night, but anyway, we've got a unprecedented um, battle that uh, that has formed over over the course of uh, what seems to be a year and a half now. Especially, it's a global battle that I'll refer to it as, and, and definitely as Americans, uh, we've got uh, an infringement on rights uh, that uh, some of these these rights are being taken away from us, uh, and it's an attack on our lifestyle. And you have done some research. Um, play the clip, but you you have done some research lately that exposes. Uh, the risks with uh, some of these vaccines. In fact, you've been uh, you've joined a Newsmax uh, segment uh, recently, and, and and I want you to get into that and, and tell listeners uh, what you've discovered in regards to uh, the dangers of some of these vaccines. And then and, and by the way, I use they're, that they're term loosely because they're not they're not vaccines, and perhaps you can correct me. They're injections. These are not vaccines of any kind. They're actually injections. By definition, a vaccine is supposed to carry either parts or the entire whole virus or bacteria particle that you're trying to get the human body to produce an immune response towards. This is the first time ever a vaccine, as they say it is, has been produced that does not contain any, none of the four major worldwide ones contain any coronavirus or SARS-CoV-2 particles or the entire virus. There is no coronavirus in the vaccines of any type, any particle, to drive an immune response against COVID or COVID-19 for that matter. So this, by definition, is definitely not a vaccine. The only way they could even define it to be a vaccine is if they change the entire definition of what a vaccine is, which vaccines have been used around used for about 100 years. But you would definitely have to change the definition to even make this sound like a vaccine of any kind. And there are a lot of problems associated with these vaccines that I've done research into. And uh, you let me know if you got any other questions besides the definition of vaccines, or if you're ready for me to get into it. Yeah, let's let's get into it. I think the 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 key note here that you've just made very apparent for listeners is that these are not vaccines; these are injections. And this is the first, uh, Doctor Artist. This is the first that I'm hearing that they don't contain these these injections that are being out uh, 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 submitted. 
don't contain any of the coronavirus or COVID-19 elements. This is the first that I'm hearing about that. Uh, well, this is very true, and you can actually look it up, but this is absolutely the truth. For every flu vaccine that's ever been made, correct me if I'm wrong, but they actually have some strain of the flu in the flu shot, correct? Yeah. <laughs> this is what they are trying to vaccinate you against, to boost your immune system, supposedly, against the strain of virus inside the vaccine. They do not have any COVID-19 vaccine or COVID-19 virus particles or any part of it inside the vaccine. If you actually want to know what's in the vaccine, you can go to FDA.gov or you can just type on Google emergency use authorization fact sheet, F-A-C-T, sheet, Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. And it will pull it up and you can just click it, open it up, and we'll tell you what the ingredients are in there. It also tells you in the fact sheets, there are no, on Pfizer and Moderna's Johnson Johnson, it actually says on there, there is no FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccines. It's amazing. It's actually on the actual sheets. Then it goes on to tell you that uh, it actually does not contain any of the COVID-19 virus in the ingredient deck. None of it. In fact, Johnson & Johnson is the only one that has any viral particle in it. Wow. And it's called the common cold virus. It doesn't even have any COVID or SARS-CoV-2 virus particles in there. For the Pfizer and Moderna ones, there's what's called this new mRNA technology. But that's not COVID either, or SARS-CoV-2. So you can get on the fact sheets. You can actually learn what they are. What's very interesting, too, is the first time ever that a vaccine's been produced. And then they tell you in the fact sheets and through the media, Anthony Fauci, Fauci included the CDC, NIH, first time ever they've told you that this vaccine that you have to get or that they're encouraging at all does not protect you from getting COVID and it doesn't protect you from transmitting COVID. It simply is used as a vaccine. It tells you the only benefits from them is it should reduce how sick you get if you get COVID-19. Uh, this is the first time ever that a vaccine wasn't promoted or given to someone to protect them from the infection or to slow down transmission, which is why they keep telling everybody to get the COVID-19 vaccine. In order to get to herd immunity, you keep hearing, in order for the majority of the world to be protected, you've got to get this vaccine, which doesn't protect you from getting it or transmitting it, which is exactly why you always hear, go get the vaccine, but even when you get it, you have to continue wearing your mask and you have to continue social distancing. From the beginning, they said that. And this is the reason, is they knew it didn't protect you against COVID-19. It definitely didn't stop you from spreading it. The goal was to sell you on this new type of vaccine with a new definition that was simply going to reduce uh, hospitalizations possibly from getting COVID-19. And this is my upfront problem. Across the entire globe, take the entire human population, I don't know if you believe in God, but I believe God created this human body. I think it's the greatest creation of all of them. But inside of your human body is this ability to fight infections and heal itself. Right. It is called the immune system. Every human on the planet has had a 99.7 or higher percent ability to shed and get rid of the COVID virus when they got it and not experience any serious side effects or deaths. 99% plus of effectability and ability to remove safely the COVID-19 virus without any major issues. When you look at the COVID-19 vaccines, remember I just told you it does not protect you from getting the COVID-19 infection or transmitting it. So you're still going to get it. It says Pfizer has a 95% success rate at reducing how sick you will get from getting COVID-19. Moderna, you were sold on, and in the media, that it was shown to be 94% effective. Johnson & Johnson was 60% effective at reducing your sickness risks when you get COVID-19. They've already been proven globally to be 99% effective at clearing infections on its own safely without any disease risk or health right. risks. Why would we want to inject ourselves with something that was limited but below 99% effective rate? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then to mandate those and then say you can't get a job 
or possibly travel sure. or possibly go to college or go back to school if you don't get this less than effective of your own immune system's ability to clear COVID-19 with our uh, new technology vaccines. Uh, I have a real problem with mandating and stripping our liberties with something that's less effective than what we inherently have inside of us. Right. So what is... What it, what are what are some of the some of the things that you're seeing from patients or patients of colleagues? Uh, are, are there some adverse effects? I, I two two days ago I hosted a woman that was traveling from Mexico City to to Los Angeles. She was forced in order to board that flight. She was forced to receive a PCR test. Uh, we can get into the t- these swab tests, these PCR swab tests. Uh, we can stay in vaccines. Or we can do the both. It's up to you. But she was forced to take a, a nasal uh, swab, and she says within hours. She fell ill. She was ill for two weeks. Uh, she said this was a major brain injury that she incurred. She felt suicidal. So, uh, it, you know, I mean, what is happening right now uh, in, in your view? We're, we're, we're being told to take these injections. Uh, we're, we're, they're, 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 we're being told they're vaccines. We get people that, like yourself, highly trained medical doctors that are saying these are not vaccines. These are injections. Um, and, and, and we're looking at the massive, uh, you know, the massive uh, payouts and profits that, see, that these pharmaceutical companies are incurring uh, at our expense, uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would argue. Uh, what is happening uh, uh, in your view? Is, is there something that's going on? Is this uh, a test trial for something else? Is this overreaction? What's happening in your view? What's going on? Well, uh, I mentioned earlier that I have my own podcast, uh, The Dr. Artist Show, but you, anybody there can also go and look at the interviews I've had with current medical doctors, hospital attending doctors, ER specialists and medical doctors, scientists, attorneys, all who are actually at the forefront of seeing current patients and what's going on. You mentioned my Newsbacks uh, interview. I actually was not prepared to talk about, I didn't know they were going to ask questions that they did on the Newsmax interview, but but it was an, an impressive response, so I've heard by many, that I gave on there. It was me and a medical doctor from Tampa Bay who's working in a hospital seeing COVID patients, administering COVID-19 vaccines, and he was giving all these promissory, uh, all the statistics. They turned to me and said, what do you think? And I said, well, I'm waiting for him to give me the data. Let me give you some real data. And I would like to give you some data in your audience because this is not what you're being told, unfortunately. However, it is exactly what you can find. So here we go. This is my problem with the vaccines. And I'm not sure when you were just telling me the story of the lady you met yeah. who had the brain injury. Was, were you saying that was from the PCR test or from a vaccine? Uh, this was from a PCR nasal swab that she received in Mexico City. Gotcha. Okay. So that's for evaluating for COVID-19 or not, but, uh, which is extremely flawed anyway. But let's go to these vaccines because this is the next huge push that they fraudulently used PCR technology towards an agenda to get the world convinced everyone needed a vaccine because there was some great mysterious threat. The threat wasn't that great, by the way, but uh, I'll actually break this down for you, some statistics and data for your audience so that they know. And then I'll give you references so they can find this stuff. Anytime, this is the only reason why I'm speaking publicly. There's a reason why a lot of us doctors are doing it also, but this is the kind of information that everyone needs to know. So in, in 2010, Harvard did a review. I'm not sure if your audience is aware of this. They should be aware of who Harvard is, but the government, the Health and Human Services Department, and the CDC, they actually collect reports every year since 1990 of every vaccine injury it is called VARS, is the system, V-A-E-R-S. VARS stands for Vaccine Adverse Events React Reporting System. Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. Harvard did a review in 2010 of this system that the CDC hosts on their website and on the Health and Human Services website. They found in 2010, reviewing three years' worth of data, interviewing hospitals, administrators, practitioners, patients, they found that this system has less than 1% of all injuries to vaccines in America is reported to the system. And Harvard asked for the CDC at the end of their review for three years to help them improve the reporting process so we could find out 
are vaccines dangerous? Are the drugs given to patients dangerous? Because they do both reporting for drugs and side effects and adverse reactions to vaccines. And the CDC refused to help Harvard. And Harvard makes it in the last paragraph of the report. They said less than 1% of all vaccine injuries gets reported to the government. There's only one place to report them. It's to this system. So if Harvard is correct and we are to trust Harvard, which I think most of our audience would as an institution and research institution, they said less than 1% of all vaccines are actually reported as far as injuries to those vaccines. Do you? No, we were told in the on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because there were six life-threatening blood clot. Yeah, right issues in patients receiving Johnson & Johnson. Now, the truth is, if you actually go on the VARS data system, which is open to the public, you can go to vaers.hhs, health and human services, hhs.gov, and it pulls up the database. You can click from there to go to the CDC's version, which is called Wonder, and you can actually pull up a report of anything being reported for any vaccine ever. If you go on that actual system, which anyone can, and I was on it yesterday. You can go on there. Johnson & Johnson has had 56 reported blood clot injuries to the VARS data system. But Fauci, Anthony Fauci, and the media have only been talking about six. Well, what's interesting is if you actually, in the VARS data, put in the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, they actually have 400 reported blood clot disorders. Wow. Moderna has 376 reported. Uh, Johnson & Johnson had 56. But they're only talking about six in the media. Uh, my question is, is why aren't they putting a pause on Pfizer and Moderna? They have almost five or to eight times more than, uh, than Johnson & Johnson did. The problem then goes further. If we are to believe Harvard statistics, they said less than 1% get reported, and then they told us why, all the reasons and limitations as to why doctors don't report. They found it's less than 1%. That actually would mean that uh, Pfizer, Pfizer would have currently over 40,000 blood clots wow. caused by the vaccines. Moderna currently in America would have 33,700 victims. Johnson & Johnson's got over 5,600. Uh, that's if we are to believe Harvard's data, which I actually do believe. Now, the next problem here, if you don't mind, do you have any questions about that? No, this is great. So let me go to the next part of this. We know that uh, that that is vastly underreported vaccine injuries historically, and Harvard's been able to prove that. I need your audience to know something. One of the reasons why I'm also on TV radio shows while I was on Newsmax is because... I came across a document, I'm not the only one that knows about it, but the FDA has an internal document from October 22nd, 2020. And I would like to ask you, sir, when did the vaccines come out for COVID-19? When did they start pushing those? Well, I, I, uh, I don't I don't know exactly the, the date. It seems like it's, uh, you know, these, these, these injections have been uh, part of this Operation Warp Speed. It seems like it's just happened in the past uh, couple months. I, I, I don't know uh, an actual date when exactly. these... You're exactly right. December 14th is when they started being pushed. 2020 is when the vaccine. October, two months later, had an internal report compiled and presented to the heads of the FDA. In that report, it's a 25-page presentation. It is called the CBER which is, the, is a division of the Food and Drug Administration, CBER plans for monitoring the coming COVID-19 vaccines and their safety and effectiveness. And this whole 25-page report in October was to be given to the FDA. So the FDA, this is an internal division of the FDA, they were presenting it to the entire heads of the FDA to let them know when the COVID vaccines come out in December, this is what we're expecting to hear reported to us as injuries from the COVID-19 vaccines. And we are now going to tell you what our plan is for reviewing that data and then trying to figure out is that information and reports on these injuries, do they correlate to the vaccines and how can we prove it, okay? Inside of this 25-page report that the FDA created in October, two months before the vaccines came out, 
on slide 16 of this report, which I have, and I've shared with a bunch of people, and on any show I go on, it has 22 bullet points on it of severe adverse events that they're expecting to be reported from the coming COVID-19 vaccine. These 22 bullet points, by the way, have included deaths, pregnancy and birth outcomes, which includes pregnancies and loss of babies, strokes, heart attacks, 80 different autoimmune diseases, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is being paralyzed different parts of your body, transverse myelitis, which is also being, uh, uh, sorry, also being paralyzed somewhere in your body. And then they have four distinct blood clot disorders they know are going to be reported. Stroke is a blood clot disorder, so that's one. They have thrombocytopenia, which is another blood clotting disorder. Disseminated intravascular coagulation, which is another uh, coagulation blood clot issue. And then venous thromboembolism, which is a clot floating around your bloodstream. They knew in October there's four different types of blood clot disorders that were going to come per the COVID-19 vaccines or injections, but they have it listed as vaccines on their actual report. The same organization, the FDA, is who produces the fact sheets, the emergency use authorization fact sheets per vaccine that they send out to practitioners and health officials who are going to be administering the vaccines. And these fact sheets include all the risks with the COVID-19 vaccine and all the benefits, supposedly. I'm actually looking at the fact sheet right now, and uh, which it does say in the very second paragraph, this is the emergency use authorization fact sheet for Pfizer. It actually says highlighted, there is no USA Food and Drug Administration approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. Amazing, right? <laughs> so in here, it actually lists side effects. What are the risks associated with the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine? And it has 11 mild allergy symptoms, which includes fever, chills, tiredness, injection pain at the site. You might have a general feeling of being unwell and nausea. There is zero side effects listed from their October report of any of these serious adverse events. And I want you to know, as of yesterday, VARS has had reported to it 75,000 adverse events which includes over 11,000 reported events from the slide 16 of their October report, which also includes over 3,000 deaths that have been reported within the first week and less than 48 hours after the COVID-19 injection. Now, if that stands to be right, 3,000 have been reported. You need to add two more zeros to that to get to the Harvard statistics for VARS reporting, right. there could easily be upwards of 300,000 people who have had life-threatening reactions, including death caused by this vaccine. And I promise you, I have a big problem, but I promise you there's going to be tons of diseases that are listed on this uh, October FDA report, which includes autoimmune diseases. And then next 18 months, these mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna one, that have the mRNA technology, that this new technology is supposed to signal to your own DNA cells to elicit its own spike protein molecule, which is what the coronavirus carries that makes it unique. So the mRNA technology and the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine is supposed to go into your body, unzip your DNA, or impact your DNA to just elicit and make this little molecule that looks like a spike protein that then your own antibodies can actually fight against. The only problem is, is that spike protein is attached to your own DNA. So when this antibody attacks your DNA, the big problem all scientists and all medical doctors know is that when you create antibodies to fight your own DNA, this is what starts what's called the autoimmune process. There are currently 80 autoimmune diseases in America. There is going to be an exponentially high rate of autoimmune diseases coming. This actual mRNA technology has never been tested to determine, does it turn off this, uh, this ability to create as many spike proteins of our own cells? Uh, it's never been determined, it's never been tested. They just pushed it into all of us. 
into 90 million Americans right now. And there's going to be a huge amount, we know, a huge threat of autoimmunity that's coming because these antibodies in your own body are going to be targeting your own cells and they're going to tag collagen, placenta, reproductive tissue. You already see the amount of miscarriages and menstrual cycle issues that women are having as a result of these. Uh, and I think this is going to have a massive impact on fertility, uh, hormone balance, uh, outside of autoimmune disease, heart attacks. Uh, it's pretty awful, and uh, we're all very worried about it. You also should be very worried and disturbed that the FDA knew that there was over 110 listed diseases that are permanent, including a side effect of death in, Oct- in their own October report and didn't include a single one of those in their December fact sheets. In fact, since December, the FDA has revised the fact sheets for Pfizer and Moderna again in February and updated them. And after two months of administering the vaccines, there is still none of these 110 issues that people are reporting to VARS, by the way, this whole time. None of them have been added to those fact sheets. So when you go in and you're in line and you're going to get this flu sh- or this COVID shot and you think that's a good idea, and if you ever looked at the person giving it to you and you said, what are the risks? If they even handed you the fact sheet they had, there's 110 diseases and death as a side effect that you would never be aware of. And I would just like to know, I wonder... Brian, are you there? FDA knew it was coming. Okay. Yeah. In the way of serious injuries. Right. So to me, it robs it robs all of us of our ability to make a informed choice and to give true informed consent, which is every American's right medically. So, so Brian, this is these are this is alarming. And um, where? How did you come across this FDA uh, sheet? Why? Why is it that they? Uh, had this information before these injections were 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 administered to the masses, and uh, uh, and then finally, uh, why is it that this message is not getting any traction on mainstream media? Yeah, this is, there's a couple things that are horribly uh, disguised, and I think maliciously uh, censored, so that you don't know. One is they don't want hesitation for anybody going to get this vaccine. There's some agenda to push this vaccine for a couple of apparent real reasons. So I'll just tell you right now, I actually personally went on to FDA.gov's website in October, actually in November, and I just wanted to know what are their plans for these vaccines coming out. And I've, and I've done this for the last 20 years with patients in private practice, looking into the effects of vaccines, the reported injuries to vaccines to the CDC and VARS for my patients when they would ask me, uh, is it a good idea to give my kid the hepatitis B shot when it's born? I'm expecting a baby here soon. Right. Is there anything I need to know about that shot? Then I'd go do research on it. And I would tell them, you just need to know these are some of the potential reported risks. And you get to decide if you want to do it or not. Most of the time, they would actually not do it once you showed them the data. So uh, I've been accustomed to getting this information from the FDA and the CDC, which oversee most of the vaccines and the Department of Health and Human Services. So I wanted to know if these vaccines are coming, what do we know about them? First question is for me to even you as the host of the show, I wanna know if the FDA had a list of 110 known horrible reactions to the vaccines that were coming, the vaccines weren't even out yet and they never had a human trial before they were actually given to us. How is it do you think the FDA knew to come up with this list? How did they come up with this list? Well, I mean- Where did they get all these reactions from? These are, where did they get that? Like, right. How did they even come up with it? Well, the, yeah, I mean, my response to that, my response and to that. information from historical data. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, to me, if anyone with logical or common sense at all would go, the only way you could get this kind of information in this detail and this specific would be based off of historical data of all vaccines in general. And just so you know, this entire list includes the majority of all horrific, life-altering, life-ending side effects from all vaccines reported to VARS over, since 1990, when it was first established. That's the only way they would know this data. But they've still continued to tell you that uh, the flu shots are safe, which they are not. I used to tell people for years and still do. If, you, if people ask me, do you want to get the, should I get the flu shot, Dr. Arson? I would say, do you actually like your life? Do you like your wife? Do you like your children or would you like to forget all of them? 
like, is your life so miserable that at some point you would like to have am- like dementia enough to not know who they were? If that's what you want, go get the flu shot. Because there's aluminum nanoparticles in there along with propylene glycol that actually get the aluminum in the flu shots to get delivered into your brain to start causing dementia and Alzheimer's. It's already been proven for decades. So unless you want to forget who you are and forget your life, uh, I would say avoid it. But uh, the more you know, the more informed decisions you can make. So a couple other things about this vaccine, too, that you need to know. One is they don't want people to know that this is as serious as the injuries could be because then people would resist. It's going to be against their agenda. They can't sell these things, obviously, or fulfill their agenda, whatever it might be. Number two, in order to get to the vaccine mandate and in order to get the emergency use authorization, it is required. The FDA cannot extend an emergency use authorization of any vaccine ever. It's in their own mandates and laws. The FDA cannot extend an emergency use authorization if, and it's on the fact sheets for the Pfizer, for the Pfizer one that I'm looking at right now. The fact sheets from the FDA, it actually says, an emergency use authorization is given when certain criteria are met, which includes there are no adequate approved available alternatives. Well, there's a few things that have been censored as alternatives that are actually way more effective at stopping you from getting sick from COVID and preventing its transmission. There's two of them that have been proven. One had 30 studies done in 18 countries stopped COVID cold using it, and it's called ivermectin. Wow. There have been multiple doctors gone before the Senate starting in October in Washington, D.C., trying to get the National Institutes of Health to look at the 30 studies proving that they could take someone with COVID-19, kill all mission within 48 hours. This is, this is repeated in 27 studies in 18 different countries. It's incredible. So ivermectin was a proven, it was proven to stop your symptoms, get you over it faster, and stop you from transmitting it, even to members of their own households, if you had it. 48 hours, dead transmission, no more, which is what the goal of a vaccine is supposed to be. Well, this was proven to do it in two in two days. Well, ivermectin costs two cents for a tablet. It's been FDA approved for over 20 years. It won the Nobel Prize in 2015 wow. for being able to clear parasites from multiple countries better than any other drug safely without any side effects. That's ivermectin. Now, when this was pushed before the Senate and to the World Health Organization and they dismissed it, pushed it away and said, this, this doesn't prove anything, you knew there must have been some other agenda. Before that, you heard about hydroxychloroquine, this anti-malarial drug. It's been actually the FDA approved for seven. Then all of a sudden you're told by Anthony Fauci that there was a research study in Europe in May that found hydroxychloroquine kills COVID-19 patients. It actually didn't show that, but that's what he said it showed. So that came out. They wanted to ban the use of hydroxychloroquine because if there were these two alternatives, there's two, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, per the emergency use authorization requirements, the FDA cannot issue an EUA when certain criteria are met, which includes that there's no adequate approved available alternative, and I quote from the FDA's emergency use authorization, if it was possible that the government health agencies were going to allow people to know that there was a better alternative than what was currently being used or the coming vaccines, there never could have been given this emergency use authorization. So what did they have to do? They had to censor it. They had to actually squash that in the media, and they literally have. They've taken down 120,000 Facebook accounts with doctors screaming about this information, trying to get this information out there. They've literally had Google change the algorithm so that you can't actually find those websites of these incredible scientists and doctors sharing this information. So what me and others have done, I'll just let you know, I have a 20-page report starting with all the conspiracy from May. What, What the CDC, NIH, and FDA have done that they've hidden from you that you can go still find the documents and I lay it out uh, chronologically over the last year, what they have done to literally just fulfill an agenda, obviously. It's had, everything they've done has had nothing to do with trying to preserve or improve health, which is what the CDC claims they're doing, the FDA is claiming they're doing. They have done nothing but hurt people, destroy people's careers even. They've even threatened politically to take away the license of medical doctors if they used ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine Unbelievable. Drug remdesivir. And now if any medical doctor says, if you tell anybody you can't use, or if anybody says, 
don't do the vaccines because they are not FDA approved, which they say they're not, even on their own sheets, fact sheets. Even if you say that, you'll be censored. They'll be threatened to take away your license. And I just find that uh, deplorable and malicious. I actually find it flat out evil uh, because there are much safer ways to actually heal the body and protect the body from the virus, even COVID-19, that didn't require masks, didn't require social distancing, didn't require a drug even. Uh, but there were some drug alternatives that were completely health and safe, but uh, that stuff was hidden from us. So, Dr. Artis, what is, you speak of the agenda. What, what is the agenda in your view? Uh, so the agenda, I believe, there's lots of talk about, uh, I, I hear a lot of people talking about medical tyranny, government tyranny, totalitarianism, authoritarianism, uh, another holocaust on a global scale. I mean, I hear these, these actual terms. And I'll flat out tell you what I think the agenda is. I, I think they're all somewhat right. It's a tyrannical or communist. This, this whole thing has appeared to be communist when you're going to force people to do something, hide stuff from them that actually would be beneficial that they should know about, uh, and make it and slander it to make it look evil or wrong when it wasn't. Uh, I do agree that there's a lot of that aspect to it, but I actually think there's one agenda, and the, the agenda overall is this. And this is what I hate the most. I don't think they're trying to kill people like they did in the Holocaust. I think they're trying to depopulate the globe, whoever they are, and there's a bunch of organizations I could list, but I think there's an attempt to depopulate the world through sterilizing the world with these vaccines. It is very obvious. The mRNA and Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, which has been banned in 20 countries, by the way, because it had such severe blood clot issues, like Pfizer and Moderna actually do now too, and Johnson & Johnson. It's already been banned from 20 countries. But these three have all in common one thing, the mRNA technology. That mRNA is designed to make your own DNA and your own nucleus of your cells to actually create and elicit what looks like a spike protein of the coronavirus. It looks foreign. And anything that looks foreign to your immune system, your immune system creates antibodies to attack that spike protein molecule. The problem with this spike protein, scientists long ago figured out that this spike protein configuration mimics exactly the cells of the placenta that attach it to the uterus in a female during pregnancy. If you can get your body to destroy molecules that look like spike proteins, will attack your own placenta and the lining of your uterus that the spike proteins of the placenta attach to. And I believe instead of flat out murdering people like the Nazis did, I think they're actually trying to sterilize the entire planet with an agenda to, that this is gonna help improve climate change, that this is gonna help reduce starvation and hunger and the food uh, deprivation in the world or food supply in the world. Uh, this is what I think the overall agenda is, is not to flat out murder them so people can see videos and evidence of them actually murdering them. I think they're trying to sterilize the entire planet. And uh, this is a weird, weird far-fetched idea. Bill Gates has been on TED Talks where he actually talked about this has been an attempt of his in Africa for years through his vaccination agendas. I just think they decided to take it on a global scale when they saw it actually worked to any degree. Yeah, and you, you obviously are well-versed and well-studied and uh, highly intellectual. Um, you used the word conspiracy. That is, you didn't say theory. You said conspiracy. Conspiracy is a, a plot or a plan to take over. And you say that you can talk about some corporations or define perhaps the use of the term they – where do you follow the trail back to this? Who would be the de the they that's behind this type of agenda? You're mentioning Bill Gates. Give listeners a little little more of a spectrum of, 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 of where you see this coming from. So there's a few things if you want to look into it. Uh, but the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, for sure, has actually put its financial tentacles into everywhere. And in fact, one of the things they focused on for the last 10 years they are the second largest funder financially of the World Health Organization, which gave them access to world leaders around the world. So Bill and Melinda Gates have been a huge influence over this entire agenda. 
you haven't looked into Agenda or Meeting 201, you should look into that because just a few weeks before COVID-19 came out and became a pandemic, there was a meeting held by Mike Bloomberg, another billionaire, to actually discuss the plans for controlling a coronavirus outbreak pandemic and what are going to be the steps to get everybody in the world vaccinated. That was the whole thing. And then literally like eight or ten weeks later is when it actually started. Uh, it's, there's a group of a bunch of very wealthy, tyrannical leaders who have set up an agenda. The World Health Organization's in on it. The FDA's in on it. Anthony Fauci and his uh, his organization, his nonprofit, is called NIAID. This organization, he is the head of, Anthony Fauci. Bill Gates gave him $100 million to that foundation. So just before the right at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. What's amazing is that NA, the NIAID organization owns patent rights of the Moderna vaccine, COVID-19, wow. and Anthony Fauci and his organization receives royalties on every Moderna vaccine sold. And I bring this up to people on these conversations. I ask, I just gave you the data from the government reporting system. Moderna has 376 reported blood clots in the system. Pfizer has 400. Johnson Johnson has 56. Why would Anthony Fauci go on the media and call out a pause for Johnson and Johnson and not Moderna and Pfizer, who have had at least eight times more blood clot disorder reactions to the vaccines reported already? Why would he not call them out? Well, he could call out Pfizer, but he's not going to do that. Do you want to know why he's not going to do that? Because if he brought attention to Pfizer, Pfizer's an mRNA new experimental vaccine, so is Moderna. It's an mRNA one, but the Johnson & Johnson is not. It's a cold virus, adenovirus vaccine, not even a COVID vaccine. He can point out Johnson & Johnson and make it look bad and single it out, but he cannot bring attention to Pfizer because if you did, people would go, well, if Pfizer's an mRNA tech vaccine, so is Moderna. Is Moderna having the same reactions? He's not going to let the media look at this or allow the citizens of this country to look at it because it will affect his own pocket in the sales of Moderna, if there is a view even for a second that people are going to question Pfizer, because if they did, they would question Moderna. I don't know if you've seen the results now. 73% of all Americans say they will not take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine just because of the 10 to 14-day pause. <laughs> what do you think would happen to Pfizer and uh, Moderna? Either way, he cannot point out one or the other because they're both linked by the same technology. So Anthony Fauci's in on it in his organization. The CDC, the FDA, and the NIH, and every large pharmaceutical company who's producing these vaccines is a part of it. For sure, they are all in cahoots. Also, China has a huge impact on this meeting, 201, where they set up this pandemic, they call it agenda. Uh, China is very much involved in that also. So there's just huge government conspiracies, political and wealth, wealthy individuals who are... Uh, orchestrating an entire plot to injure and hurt a lot of people. And when I talk about conspiracies, I just want to lay this out for you too. I don't know if you're aware of this, but halfway through the pandemic, I was watching the behavior in the media and what and how Americans were behaving. And I remember thinking, this reminds me a lot, everything that the media and the government agencies are doing, this, this almost feels like what every cult leader does to get people to blindly follow them. So I actually did something. I actually bought books from Rick Ross and Steve Hassan, who are um, how is it that cult leaders are effective? Steve Hassan is actually listed as America's number one cult leader. And when I thought of this idea that not only is it totalitarianism, authoritarianism, communist, uh, Nazist, I wanted to see this really looks more like cult behavior, and let's just see how right I am. When I bought Steve Hassan's book, Freedom of Mind, it's about how to get family members who are concerned about someone in a cult, how, how to get that cult member to see their side, that they're actually in a cult and doing things that are harmful to themselves, which is really what all of us who are trying to educate people who are actually signing up for vaccines, which is actually a cultic behavior. There's no found evidence that these are effective or helpful for COVID-19, so why would anyone go do it? They actually just show up as being dangerous at all with just risks, no benefits. So why would they do that? Inside of his book, Freedom of Mind, I did not know I was going to learn this six or eight months ago. 
he actually states in the very first fourth page of the book, Freedom of Mind, he says there's four types of cults. Let's, let's define these. You have religious cults, political cults, commercial, and therapeutic. And I was like, that's interesting. Let's just read on political. And he says, in order for a political cult to be successful and destructive, they only have to do two things to create thought reform, which is the new word for brainwashing. In order to create thought reform in their population that they oversee, a political cult only has to do two things to be successful. They have to censor the media. And number two, and he, this is the only thing he bolded in all four of the different types of cults. He bolded every word in capital. They have to prevent free assembly. Now, this book was written in 2013, seven years before the pandemic. He said a political cult has to do just two things, censor the media or control the media, and then number two, prevent free assembly. And immediately you could see what they started doing in March of 2020. They knew in order to get thought reform, change how Americans trust the government, behave in society, they just had to control the media, which they did, and they had to prevent free assembly. And the key behind preventing free assembly is, is people, if they organize themselves in groups, they actually will talk to each other and talk themselves out of agendas that are actually trying to be put into their brain through the media. So what they did was is they locked down the country, sent everybody home where they couldn't gather at churches. That's preventing free assembly. They had to shut down bars, restaurants, colleges, airports. They just shut it all down and sent everybody home. And what does everyone have in their homes? TVs and the Internet. So then they knew they were going to get everybody in their homes. They have done a terrific job of robbing every American, 30, I would say 90% of all Americans, robbing them of their ability to think for themselves critically and to be able to think logically. Uh, because anything I presented to you today should be logical arguments enough to get you to question and become skeptical of what you've been told. COVID-19 was not dangerous. The virus wasn't dangerous, but they had to make you think it was. So they just pumped you full of fear, mongering, fear stories in the media through internet TV, which they knew you'd be at home. And uh, they were very successful at doing it. One of the things you learn in there is that all top cults, including political, they have to accomplish a couple things. They have to only first change your behavior. So when they say prevent free assembly, that's the behavior part. But they also told you now you can't stand within six feet of another person. That's changing their behavior. This is in order to brainwash somebody. Often cults, like 80% of all cults, will then demand of their people, their followers, that they have to wear a piece of clothing or change their clothing. And what did they ask us to wear? Masks. Masks. It is very well known from the 50s. All cult experts say the majority of successful cults, 80% of them, the first thing they actually demand of their followers to get them to reform to their thought processes and their way of thinking is to get them to change what they're wearing, add a piece of clothing, change their behavior, create confusion, and then they can control them using any method they want mentally to change them or rob them of their, their free thinking. And I'll give you an example of one of the things they were able to change. In this country, all of us, I'm talking 330 million Americans have been literally indoctrinated with the idea to trust one agency when it comes to medical technology and devices, drugs, vaccines. We've been told, all of us, that we are to trust one organization of government, that if they give their stamp of approval to something, it has been evaluated to be safe for all consumers in that country. What is that, what is that process of certification? Can you tell me what that is? Our whole life, all we care about hearing is, is isn't FDA approved? Right. right? You hear it everywhere. Every new supplement, every new drug, every new vaccine, every new medical device, this is FDA approved. We have actually been indoctrinated with the belief system that we can trust that if the FDA says it's safe, we can trust it. But don't trust anything else. So anything that's not FDA approved, they make us believe we should question. And we have been questioning that our entire life. 
what they did this year is atrocious. They took that belief system and completely flipped it. Masses. You can't trust hydroxychloroquine, which has been FDA approved for 70 years. You can't trust chloroquine. You also can't trust ivermectin. That's been FDA approved for 20 years. You have to now medical doctors, hospitals, and patients. You can only now, they mandated, the NIH put this out, Anthony Fauci, you can only use this one drug called remdesivir. Now, remdesivir has never been FDA approved, was never FDA approved. He just said it was proven to be safe against Ebola in Africa. That was a total lie, because if you actually look at the research, that drug didn't even make it through the trial because the safety board found it killed more of the participants in the Ebola study than any of the other three experimental drugs. So they pulled it from the study. But this was his reference to America. You should now trust this non-FDA-approved drug instead of the FDA-approved drugs. And then it goes further, and they tell you that you have to trust wearing masks. Masks have never been FDA-approved to reduce viral loads or infections, ever. It's never been proven to do that. Never been FDA-approved to do that. You've also been told now, not only are you supposed to trust the FDA approval for drugs, you've always wanted to hear that the FDA approved your vaccines for your children and yourself. Then that relieves some stress for you so that you'll do it, right? You'll have some trust in it. Not only did they push a non-approved FDA, non-FDA approved drug to treat COVID this entire time, this whole year, now you need to trust us here with this drug, never been approved. Now we're going to push vaccines that have never been tested or tried ever. Also, we're going to put on our material, on our FDA-produced fact sheets for the vaccines. If you request them, we'll hand them to you. It actually says there is no FDA-approved vaccine for COVID-19. And we're all supposed to now trust that. This is the ability of thought reform. Concepts and beliefs you knew for sure were right. They were able to completely flip it by using cult behavior and tactics, which for political cults is control the media, prevent free assembly, and then you have to manage their behavior, and then you can get them to do whatever you want. This has been an entire, I mean, they did a brilliant job of studying the effectiveness of cult leadership and tactics, and they're using it on all of us. In fact, I started calling it the United Cults of America, FDA, CDC, NIH, and the Department of Health and Human Services, and the big pharma companies. And big pharma just means big drug companies. They've all figured out how to use this tactic very well. And uh, unfortunately, uh, for those who actually can remain skeptical to any degree and can use any comment or logic for themselves, they're the safe ones. Uh, And any of those that can still listen, those are the ones we want to try to help and save. You don't have to be you know, cowered by fear or encompassed with fear because COVID-19 was never as dangerous dangerous as you were told. In fact, the CDC has admitted upwards of maybe 94% of all COVID deaths had comorbidities, which means there was actually something else that caused their death and not just COVID-19. That 580,000 people you've seen as a listed number for American deaths of COVID-19 could really be only 6% of that total, which would be less than 45,000 people, not 580,000. And uh, I don't know if you guys want it, but I told you about that 20 page report I have. It started in July. And uh, the first four pages of that report are proving to you through documentation from the New England Journal of Medicine, from the FDA, and from research studies in Africa and in China. I am absolutely certain 90% of all people who died from COVID died from remdesivir poisoning and not from COVID-19. And I have all the documentation to support those uh, those assumptions and that data. And it's really been disgusting to me. They've been murdering American citizens. Now they're going to murder and sterilize the rest of the world through these vaccines. And uh, I find it atrocious. Wow. Absolutely incredible. That's You've got some great research. You've done some great research and you really provide... You're really providing a lot of uh, substance here, which uh, is very much appreciated. Um, I will send you a, a very interesting a book. I, I, I direct my listeners and people that have followed what I've been doing after being exposed to the Zika virus in Miami. I've directed them to the research from a financial angle 
uh, a guy that taught uh, that that research not taught research research at the Stanford Hoover Fellow. His name is Dr. Sutton, and he wrote a book called The Federal Reserve Conspiracy. I'll send that along to you. Uh, and uh, and and what I've been able to do from my view is that this manipulation has kind of entered on a stealth economic level through the central banking system. And the Chinese have a central bank. This is World War One, World War Two. Uh, product, the central banking, uh, they all feed into this, uh, uh, this uh, system out of, of Switzerland, uh, the Bank of International Settlements. Um, and so that's, that's where I direct uh, my listeners to question uh, behind who is the they, who's behind the they, what's that agenda? It's a financial agenda from my viewpoint. And, you've, you, and we appreciate you bring, coming on and, and bringing this, uh, this medical expertise. What it, 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 closing, closing down here, uh, Dr. Artis, what is the best foot forward? I mean, I mean, it, it, it would seem apparent that uh, turning on the boob tube and listening to mainstream media uh, certainly is not the way uh, to educate ourselves. What's the best foot forward apart from listening to podcasts such as yourself? Uh, your, uh, what's the best foot forward for America? And let me just insert this as you as you close out with some final thoughts here, uh, Doctor Artis. Uh, uh, virologist Judy Mikovits joined my show. It's probably been uh, two and a half years. But she supported claims out of Fort Detrick uh, from her, her some AIDS research she was doing uh, that uh, that of course these these viral breaks are, are very possibly engineered through laboratories um, and uh, and she said she said in response to the question that I ask I'm asking of you what's the best before it she said the that basically she said uh, in terms that the Amer- America needs a uh, America needs a revolution is what she said I'm not implying. I'm not implying any 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 physical uh, conflict, but but certainly we need some policies change. We need we need protection. What's the best foot forward uh, for Americans, uh, Doctor Artis, and, and 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 provide listeners with some closing thoughts. Well, any the first thing I would recommend is Judy is great, and you should listen to her. There's definitely bioweapons of some sort here that's uh, uh, going to hurt millions and millions of of humanity. This is a very much a crime against all of humanity. This entire thing. I do not question your World Bank connection either. It's got to be financed somewhere. This is way bigger than uh, what we realize. And I would love to have access to your book. Number one, in order to make great decisions on behalf of yourself, confident decisions, you have to be knowledgeable. So if there's any data you need to help support your view or to help you come up with a better way to define for yourself if the vaccine's safe, not safe for you and your family, just email me at doc, D-O-C, at artistlabs.com. DOC at A-R-D-I-S-L-A-B-S dot com. And I will just forward you that 20-page report for free with all the links to the government documents and the cover-up. I really would love to have your book also. Knowledge provides power in your conversations. And I would say this first. I had Dr. Meehan, who's an MD, on my show, uh, podcast show yesterday. And I asked him, I said, what do people need to think first when they hear about these vaccines? And anything they hear in the media from the medical professions or pharma drugs or from health agencies. His very first thing was, this is a practicing ophthalmologist, 30 years. He said, always first assume that they're lying to you. Wow. And I would let you know, I would echo the same thing. You need to assume they're lying to you. And then you need to do your own research. And I'm going to provide you some of that research so you can come up with your own minds and hearts what's best for you and your family. You need to know you have rights. If I was going to echo one person right now, it would be Nancy Reagan. When it came to just say no, I would say right now, if someone tells you you need to get vaccinated in order to keep your job, just say no. If someone says you need this in order to get a vaccine passport, I would say no. You do not need the vaccine. The vaccines are actually admittedly they are less effective at protecting you against COVID than your own body is. Also included in our report, which I'm hoping you also with your audience are educating people on, there's ways of boosting your own natural killer cells in your immune system to rid the body of any viruses and cancers. And I have a whole protocol inside that report of the vitamin C, vitamin D, selenium, and zinc that is antiviral proven to help anybody's immune system clear them of COVID-19 or any other virus for that matter. The human body is miraculous, like I mentioned in the beginning. 99% success rate at clearing the infections by itself, all on its own, for all of the entire globe. Your body can do it too. 
Incredible. Uh, yeah, and, and to echo, echo that vitamin C uh, mention that you just gave, uh, I had Dr. Gifford Jones join the program uh, just over a year ago, and he said vitamin C taken, and it's a Harvard MD, vitamin C taken intravenously would kill any virus is what he said. Milligrams of vitamin C stopped COVID wow. cold within 48 hours. It's interesting that they were making these press conferences and no one in America took it on. None of the media took it on. It's one of those things, the emergency use authorization, there was this total agenda from the beginning to push these vaccines at the end of this pandemic. And the, the only way they would get there is to have an emergency use authorization in place. And the only way to do that is to be able to show to society that there's nothing else that works as good at all. So they had to kill vitamin C and censor it. They had to kill ivermectin. They had to kill vitamin D. They had to kill zinc, selenium, and hydroxychloroquine. Because if we actually knew and then they ever admitted that for real it worked, the emergency use authorization would have been illegal. They could have never actually done it. Absolutely incredible. This is, yeah, this is absolutely incredible. Uh, Dr. Brian Artis, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, your website again, one last, one last time uh, for, for listeners to, to visit your website. Yeah, if you'll go to vocalnow.com, V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com, vocal with a K. That's where you can find my Dr. Artist show in the cultural section. Email me at doc, D-O-C, at A-R-D-I-S, com. I'll give you the full report. It's also got links to my podcast and other companies. Okay. Getting uh, fear illegally, and they are fraudulently creating data to actually get you to allow them to inject you with things that are not proven to be safe, nor as effective as your own incredible immune system is at healing itself and protecting yourself and your family. Brian, thanks for joining and the show. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Can I, can I say one more thing before we get off of this? Absolutely. Yes, you may. Stanford is now pushing to get six-month-old to five-year-old children the COVID-19 vaccines. The CDC on their websites since February of last year have stated there is absolutely zero risk to children and pregnant women. I find it deplorable and criminal that any pregnant woman or child should be given the COVID-19 vaccine. And your audience needs to be informed. Grandparents should be concerned. Every single one of us should be concerned. These children are our posterity and our future leaders. Right. And we need them to be as healthy as possible, not as threatened neurologically, disease-wise, infertility-wise, as the side effects listed in that October report from the FDA. They know these things are coming. They know they're already happening. They're just not telling you. But the reports are available to you. Brian, I look forward to inviting you back on the program. Thank you for your time. Uh, and, uh, and I'll get this information over to you. I really love being on your show and I really appreciate the time. I can't wait to continue to educate your audience on any topics that are of interest to you and to them. Fantastic. Talk to you soon. Thank you much. Have a great afternoon. Uh, okay. So look, that was incredible. And, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't ever envision myself doing this. Okay. I was invited, uh, by a manager of this small little online radio station in Wynwood called Wynwood Radio here in Miami. This was 2016, the fall of 2016, I got involved in the local debate because of the pesticide spraying over the Zika for, uh, for the Zika virus, the mosquitoes carrying the Zika virus, and I was invited into the studio to start the program. And what I started then has just snowballed, and I've had, uh, like I just mentioned to Doctor Artis, uh, uh, Doctor Artis, uh, Judy Mikevitz. Dr. Tenpenny's been on the program. There's been Paul Craig Roberts. has been great American advocates for what it boils down to, folks, is freedom. Okay? This is, this is an attack on our very freedoms, our very 
liberty and independence of choice. Astonishing. Some of this information that Brian just gave us, incredibly and absolutely jaw-dropping. And I urge you now to click share. Send this to as many people as you possibly can. And my suggestion is completely and directly aligned with Brian's. Do not get that injection. It is not FDA approved. It is not a vaccination. Uh, It's what seems to be a conversion of biology and technology um, on a synthetic level. And uh, that does not, to me, it does not spell um, natural health. Right? Okay? To me. Um, I'm, I'm all for natural health. As much as possibly is obtainable. Uh, this has been another uh, discussion of truth, folks. Um, incredible. And thanking uh, Dr. Artis again for his time. Uh, I will be uh, hosting Alan Keyes tomorrow uh, on the program. So um, until then, this has been Ian Strachier. And uh, as, as I always urge you, uh, if you do nothing more in your day... Then just simply try to be and do your best to be awesome.